Hey everyone, thank you again for joining me in this latest episode of the podcast. I think I found a name for the series that I have my sister on with me. I think it would be titled Conversations with My Teenage Sister. And so I think that's very fitting in the series. One, that she is a teenager. Two, obviously she's my sister. So um, <clears throat> hopefully people who are listening to this to these series, well, particularly this series with my, with, with my conversations with my sister. Hopefully, they could take away some things from it. So, today, we're going to touch on the subject. Well, I don't want to say a subject. More just kind of like a, a comparison. Um, she's sixteen right now. I remember when I was sixteen. We're trying to going to compare where our mindset is and was for me. And um, I'll reveal some things about myself at age 16 that I probably never revealed to anybody else, even to my sister. So there might be some surprise elements in this. And nothing nothing bad on my part. Like I didn't go out of my way to cause any trouble or debauchery or anything like that. It's just that some things you might be surprised how I end up in these in certain situations at times. So, but yeah. Alright, <clears throat> yeah, you turned 16 at, uh, what's it been? It was like a couple months now? Mm-hmm. So, do you feel any different now that you turned 16? It's kind of been a couple months in. Does it feel any different? No. And so, what's what's changed for you since these ca- past couple months? I drive. Yes, and also, you were, you were, were. Were, were? I'm trying to fill in the words. I was. No, you now, you're in, in. Um, working. Yes, you're working now. <laughs> so, <clears throat> all right. So she has her first job at 16, which is, I think, is a great starting point for anybody who wants to experience getting into the workforce at that age. For me, it's been a little fast seeing her grow. And I don't know if she realizes that, but if she really thought back from the beginning of her childhood, if she can remember that far, to now, her childhood is really just like a small part of her life. Because from here on out, you're learning to be an adult. <laughs> so, and childhood is so precious. It's a precious time. It's an innocent time. It's a really to explore your thoughts, how you're going to grow into a person eventually. But, so, do you... Okay, so let me ask you this. Now that you're a teenager, you have the responsibilities of maybe finishing work, or not finishing work, but finishing your assignments to your school or whatnot, um, the way you're doing school right now, um, <clears throat> participating in dance and and... And for you to keep up with the responsibilities of knowing the routines and then keeping your days of when you go to work. How does that compare when you were a child to you? Or do you even think about it at all? It's a lot. I'm not home as much. I'm yeah. usually not home. What is the time? How's that feel? It's weird. I don't know. It's. I was like, I thought about it because I... I'm usually like out until like nine or ten. Every night. Yeah, mostly. Uh, 
because I go, I do homework at my friend's place and stuff. Yeah. Uh, is it because y'all, <clears throat> well, when doing homework with your friends, is it more just to be, is it more of a comfort level or is it more social for you or is it more, more just like <clears throat> a place where, just in case you need help or things like that? Or is it a combination of things? I guess both. Because yeah. me and Jenna go out to like storybooks and stuff and work a lot. Because mm. it helps me focus. Yeah. And when I need help, I can just ask her. Yeah. Yeah, because doing it at home is just... What's the difference between doing that and doing homework at home? I don't know. I, at home, I'm like always trying to get on my phone. No. But when I'm like somewhere else, like I can actually stay focused. Yeah. So uh, now that you're working, how how what's your experience like? What how do you feel about being in an employee of a workplace? It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll say this. Uh, my sister's first job is at a family restaurant locally here uh, particularly an Asian restaurant um, there's a similarities there my first job was at an Asian res- uh, a local family Asian restaurant so <laughs> here's my experience this is how I got hired on or was employed um, <clears throat> it was different back then there's a place called fried rice here in town that location that was Used to be where my the old restaurant I used to work at at, and so it was called the Oriental Palace. Now I say the word Oriental because these days Oriental is an offensive word. We can't use that anymore. But it's so weird. Only in the United States that it's considered a, a racial slur. Outside of the U.S., it means something completely different. It describes a region or a place. It's nothing offensive about it, but some, but for whatever reason, in the United States, it became offensive over the past years. So, but yeah, <clears throat> that was my first <clears throat> first job. I was a dishwasher, and then I was a waiter, and then I was a cashier as well. So sometimes I was all three, depending what what was needed. So. Um, at the restaurant, what do you do? I take people's orders and fill cups with sauce. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> like clothes, the restaurant and stuff. Oh, okay. No cleanups, no nothing? Well, yeah, when I close, I like mop and sweep and stuff. Oh, okay. It's not bad for now. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about if... <laughs> When things get back to normal and when you start having customers dining in, have you ever thought about that? How you might how you might do during that situation those situations? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know if I would be a good waitress. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's not hard. So I'm like, it's probably fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Just gotta get the orders right and check up on people mm-hmm. and refill drinks, really. They clean up after them. So, yeah. All right. So, all right. <sighs> what are some things at 16 that 
you want to do still, but have yet done. I think we talked about that at the restaurant a little bit, but you want to yeah. share that? I want to, like, take road trips with my friends. Really. And understandably, your mom says no. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, at age 16. <laughs> All right. Here's something that I never shared with you. All right. <clears throat> um, at 16, I probably got my license, but I wasn't. I wasn't driving all the time. I didn't have access to the car. Dad would let me drive here and there, but not to the point where I could drive on my own yet. So a lot of times, um, if I wanted to go somewhere to be with my friends, I would tag along with them. So another reason why I worked at the restaurant is because my friends worked there. So there's a group of friends that worked at the restaurant. We would hang out. We would hang out after we closed the, the restaurants too. There's a local pool hall here that we used to go to. And we spent a lot of our time in that pool hall. Pool hall. And so it was cheap entertainment. We spend like <clears throat> 25 cents to play at a nine ball table. Or spend 50 cents at an eight ball table. There's two different games. But yeah. So but anyways. Yeah it was cheap entertainment for us. We spent a lot of our time just... Spinning our coins and change. Doing that. Just playing pool. And then <clears throat> we eventually run to people we know from school. Whatnot. They'll come over there too. Yeah. And we just kind of a... That's how we kind of socialize that. Um, then. So. Now the reason why I, I bring this up is because. <coughs> um... There, there was <laughs> back in those days. Um, the type of music we listened to um, was probably all the popular music you hear these days, whether it's whatever's on the radio. But there was a certain type of music that we li- listened to that was gaining a lot of popularity in the Asian community. I have to say this particular community because. We kind of cultivate it into our own. So, <clears throat> so you know what EDM is, right? Yeah. Okay. Before EDM, it used to be called trance. Before trance, it used to be called dance music. Before that, it was just house music. And in the U.S., that's what it was known as. That, that was the last time dance music... When dance music became really popular in the U.S., it was called house music. And it was derived from the hip-hop scene. So, essentially, all in all, it was it started from um, started from black music, black culture. Then house music somehow got popular in Europe. Then the Europe, Europe took it into their own hands. And then that's when trance came in. And then eventually EDM. That's where the state of dance music is today. Basically, all... All dance music and dance artists are are from Europe these days. So, but our days, trance was was a musical choice as far as what type of music we wanted to hear in the clubs, things like that. And so, mind you, we're sixteen, we're underage. We heard that a certain popular DJ was coming to town, 
in Fayetteville. Came, he was popular on the West Coast in California. His name was DJ Epic at the time. He's still a popular name. Well, he's a recognizable name if people were to mention him. Um, and yes, he was Asian. So, um, <clears throat> he, so we got word of this. And like, oh, we want to go too. We're 16. But we knew some older people that were willing to bring us. And so, like, ah, yeah, yeah. So, so that weekend came. We had planned out um, our trip to, I think it was Springdale, actually. To this little club in Springdale. But here's the thing. On that same day, I was still, and I'm I'm still kind of active with the church in the youth group. That day, we were volunteering to paint, uh, paint a person's house. So we did that. We did that for the whole day and whatnot. And then one of my friends in the youth group was like, Hey, you going tonight? I heard you're going. Because um, me and him, go. We, we grew up together in the church. But outside the church, we, had, we ran in different uh, friend circles. But our friend circles are, you know, we run into each other. We... We're real friendly with them, and like we, we're cool with them, and so, and they're like, hey, you going tonight? Like, yeah, yeah. Who are you going with? And like, yeah, I'm going with them. And so, oh, yeah, I think we're gonna meet up with y'all and just uh, follow each other there. Like, cool. And so, and for some reason, <laughs> yeah, we got to Springdale, and yeah, we're. Because these clubs are usually 18 and up. But for some reason, I don't know how we got in, but we got in. And so, and and we just kind of, you know, spent most most of the night there into the late hours. Just kind of uh, enjoying the scene and the music scene there. And so, <clears throat> that kind of ex- got me exposed more to that scene, that the, the, the club scene. But now we... Instead of calling the club scene, we call it the rave scene. So this is where rave music came into place. So rave music now is getting more popular in the South. And rave music in the Asian community is getting really popular. And different parts of the South would have their own DJs that got really popular. The reason why we knew about this is because we... It's like... Um, we were doing AOL basically before social media. AOL was our, basically our, our chat rooms where we could go to find out who's who, and there'll be a designated chat room for like, like uh, the the rave scene and and the DJs that were in it. So we say, oh, this DJ's coming out with a new mix, oh, a new album from this one, and and a lot of his music was free because. The DJs couldn't profit off music they never made. So so they were just passing along, make it downloadable. And so me, I was like one of them, out of all my friends that had high-speed internet at that time, I was downloading all these songs. Like It's like I spent all nights downloading all these songs, like hundreds and hundreds of songs. And then I burned it into CDs and I passed it along to friends. Like, hey, this is a new... New album from this DJ, whoever, whoever. And so, and 
that was where I was at at 16. I was really into the music and just kind of a being, that was my way to just kind of staying social that way, just through that music scene. And so um, it wasn't bad on my part, but what made it, but what made it bad is that now that this scene was available to young people, a lot of drugs were were coming into the scene as well. So there's this thing called ecstasy. Basically, it was a pill. Basically, whoever took it was supposed to just feel relieved, relax. And since it's a music scene, they 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 <clears throat> their their focus mainly just on the music, really, just like grooving out. And so, and <clears throat> um, I say for me, just kind of observing. Because I was really never a dancer like that. I just like to people watch and whatnot. Just being around, just being social with people. But outside of that, like, nah, I didn't like what the drugs did to the scene. So, so I was never into that. And <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, I don't think that at your age, you're going to get access to that. You're not going to get it. I'm hoping you don't. Um, I don't know if you're ever going to get yourself in a situation like that. It's like, if you became, let's just say you become 18 and you, you and your friends want to go dancing at a club. Cool. You're old enough to do so. But know that where there's people, there could also be dangers as well. So that's something I want to pass along to you as well. That's something I I never really shared with anybody really. So it's just, I was kind of exposed to that at a young age, knowing that, yeah, it was a real cool scene, but at the same time, any scene like this, it can invite things like drugs in, and it can really mess people up. I've seen a couple of my, unfortunately, I've seen a couple of, a couple of my friends go through that. They were experimenting with drugs in that scene, thinking that it will keep them relaxed and get them on this high where where they can just enjoy themselves, but you end up backfiring on them because their body didn't know how to react to the drugs. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, any thoughts or questions about that? Or what I shared? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of where I was at at 16. But um, that wasn't my whole... The, that wasn't my whole focus. And um, I know I talked a lot right now, but I, I do want to give you a chance to talk. Um, so now that you're doing all these all these things for high school, um, <clears throat> how do you feel about being in high school as of right now? I know that COVID's kind of, a, you know, making everybody feel a certain way about, you know, being learning online and not actually being in classes. I was like, how do you feel as, you know, just being a sophomore in high school at this time? Stress. I have so many assignments yeah. that I need to do. I have tests. You have due dates. <laughs> yeah. What? Honestly, I don't do them before mm. the due date. Because yeah. they still take it. Oh. But, yeah, m- most 
me and my friends are most stressed. And when I did a sophomore year, I was just like, how's it this bad? Because mm. usually it's like bad in junior year. Mm. But but then the other friends were like, it's so easy. You just don't do work. And I was like, yes, I do do your work. Did they have the same type of classes you do? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I do do your work. What do you mean? Mm. Oh, yeah. Can be stressful, but I mean, you can get through it. This is like, are you keeping your grades up at the least? Yeah, I'm trying. Okay. A's and B's at the least. Mm, couple C's. Okay. But those can like easily come up if right. I just turn in stuff. Yeah. Because I can do like, for one class, I do so good on a test. Yeah. And the teacher emailed me and was like. Your grade in my class is like bothering me because I, I can tell you're like a good student because I, I get like a hundred on like all his tests, uh, but I don't turn, turn in assignments. And he's like, I don't get how you do that, but like, like do the assignments then? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm going to his class tomorrow to do assignments. All right. So, what days are you? Are you? It's like, is it different every day of when you decide to go to school or do you have it's certain... It's just different. All right. It's just when I choose to go. All right. Mm. Yeah, so, but... Okay, so another thing that I did when I was 16, I had my first girlfriend. So... <laughs> um, it's not... I'm not going to talk too much about that, but... um. Yeah, um, the first girlfriend was like, for me, it was like, it didn't really last that long. I don't know if I could call it a girlfriend, but we talked, like, we we talked and things like that before we made that decision. But, I mean, it was just like, it was, for me, it was like, oh, it was a new experience. It was cool. I mean, but at the same time, it's like, but then she ended it. She wanted to end it. And I'm like, oh, man, that's kind of, I was kind of sad about it. To be honest, the first one, you don't know how to react to it. So because you spend a lot of time together and you feel a certain way about him, like you feel this certain closeness to him. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they want to break it off. Like, ah, and then you kind of feel like, oh, I don't want to say it's heartbreaking, but it's like, oh, ouch, it, it kind of hurt. And so but at the same time, it's like, ah. It taught me to really just kind of a uh, not be so attached to one person. Because I mean, it's just like if you do that, you you spend all your time with one person, you might neglect your friendships, mm-hmm. and then you don't you don't divide your time up to people who might need your attention or people you want to spend more more of your time with. So that's something what my first relationship uh, taught me. So yeah. Um, I think we mentioned before there we talked about there was someone you like. I mean, do you still feel that way? Mm, I'm kind of dating them. Are you? <laughs> yeah. And it's been like four four months. Okay. Well, how do you feel? I mean, this is would you this would you consider this your first relationship? Yeah. Okay. Well, how do you feel about it? Good. 
Really? Because, yeah, because, like, he was Christian too. Yeah. So he helped me a lot with yeah. my, like, faith. And then, I don't know, it was really mutual. Yeah. Because, like, we probably, like, he never, like, formally asked, but, like, we both, like, knew. Okay. Well, how long have you known him before you? Like, uh... really long. We're, like, friends, like, since eighth grade. Oh, okay. And we're, like, group of friends. Like in the same group. Nice. Have I met him before? I think you have, but like you probably don't remember him, and he doesn't really remember you either. Okay. Would you feel comfortable enough to introduce introduce him to me? Yeah. Okay. I want him to meet you. <laughs> okay. We can make that happen. That's all. And I'm not the type of. I'm not going to be the type of parent or the type of brother that's going to be make it hard for you. I mean, or make it awkward for him. <laughs> you know, because you know that's some parents might do that to yeah. the to the child or 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 the brothers or the siblings. Yeah, he came over once when like mommy was home, but like mommy doesn't know <laughs> that oh. we're like together. But he just came over because I was like, can like one of my friends come over? And she's like, yeah. And then my stepdad made it all awkward. Cause he's like staring him down, and I was like, "There's no need to do that." No. <laughs> if you're comfortable coming over, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't mind that at all. So it's just. I mean, it's just. The only thing I could say to you is that yeah. If you feel good about him, and he feels good about you, that's that's good. I mean, it's just like I said, don't. You don't have to spend a lot of your time together, especially you have. If you want to keep your friendships and your other relationships as well, so yeah, and hopefully he he knows that as well. So. Yeah, he does. Okay, good. So, well, I'm glad you could be honest with me about that. Mm-hmm. And so, that's it. And we kind of have a lot of similarities of how we were. <laughs> And we were 16. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Only you weren't, you're not in the club scene or in the things like that. So, and that was a phase of my life. And I quickly grew out of that. What, the club thing? Yeah, I quickly grew out of that. Like being exposed to it at a young age. And then when I was of age, like, I got out of my system, really. Being around that loud music, being crowded from, like one thing I didn't like was like my first experience. I always will always cherish my first experience in a club, but I know what comes along with it. It's super crowded. It's hard to get to the restroom, and then there's a long line to the restroom. It's like a loud party. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you 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 dare for the music, and then when you don't like the music, like ah. Uh, Kind of ruins your vibe. And then the DJ, I talk about the DJ that came out from the West Coast. And like, dang, it's all hype, man. <laughs> it's all hype. Like we, we were fans of his, of his CDs. We like get, we get, uh, and mind you, these are low budget ways of getting the CDs out. These are burnt CDs that, meaning that they're copied CDs and they get sold in like, like, Little Asian markets, uh, little Vietnamese markets, and whatnot, that would sell them for like five dollars or whatnot, and so, 
<laughs> and I'll be handwritten. Like, DJ, <laughs> so it's not official. So, and but, but luckily, we, we, um, he wasn't the only act. I remember that, um, um, <clears throat> a person came from Dallas. I still remember who he is, too. It's like, like, um, he's mutual friends with, with my cousins and whatnot. And so, and I think he still is, but like, like we uh we end up bit, end up liking him more than the future DJ that was supposed to supposed to be and then <laughs> because and because he was from the south we gravitated more to him and because the way the West Coast did their dance music was very different than how the South did. I don't know if you noticed the type of music that we listened to on the way. That was kind of like the music of that day. This is like two thousands to mid two thousands. We take dance music from Europe, and then we remix it too, like have it sound more pleasing to the southern sound, like more bass or or more drums. You can hear like the drums and the percussion in it. A lot of the European dance songs don't have that. They have the any beats that have the background like doom 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 doom. Let me okay. Let me do this. I'll give you an example. And so, because I would play it through my phone, but. I, we're podcasting at the moment. So let me just bring up like a song from the 2000s. Yeah, me and Jenna had stages of stuff. And we look back at it and we're like, why? <laughs> why were we into that? Because we talked about how um, we were into squishies. And we're yeah. like, that was so dumb. Yeah. And then our mini backpack face. We always make fun of it every time mm. we see a mini backpack. Like, you still have it. I know, but we don't use it. Well, we use them when like we need a little backpack. But I remember we both wanted to collect them. Mm. Now I'm on to something else. I'm collecting stuffed animals. Oh. <laughs> so there's this artist named Alice DJ out of Europe. They had a real popular song called Better Off Alone. So give me an example how it's... <laughs> How this sounds like. So you hear that beat like doo, 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 doo. this is a very standard of all the dance music. Oh yeah. Oh, if I could turn it up. Bah. You know you hear the just hear the background like the drums very generic like this is how would it sound like in most of the dance songs. And then they'll have like a, a catchy hook like this. Do you think? That's like the hook, catchy hook. This is like the formula of all the dance songs. So this is how it sounds like if one of, a, one of the underground DJs from the South would get a hold of it and remixed it. So... See, trying to search more. And then instead of calling it rave music, we would call it break beats. Because we, the break beats were a lot of hip hop, drums, and beats, and we incorporate to the dance uh, music that we liked. Let's see. 
if it comes up. I don't know if this is a good example. I don't know. See, hear the difference? Yeah. This is more drums than... Aside from that squishy sound. <laughs> people try to people try to act cute and think those squishy sounds were, were good. But no, stop that. Okay, so So that's an example. So a lot of our dance songs that were popular in, during those times, we try to remix it to where it would be <clears throat> It were um, were catered to the fans of that type of music, so yeah. So it was a small small community, but there would be events held like throughout the South. Whether it's even in Houston, Atlanta, we would hear about these events. Like these underground Asian DJs will hold uh, hold these um, <clears throat> dance events in like clubs that hold to like a thousand people. That was big back then. To do that, and for a future DJ to do that, especially with the Asian community, it was big back then. And so, a lot of us who thought thought back in those days, the 2000s to the mid 2000s, they take a lot of pride in it because it was something that we called our own, and you know, and it's something that people still think about these days. There's a on Facebook. There's there's a group that's catered to that time period, and they pass. And like, it gets people in, in in that group to to ask, hey, do you have this DJ from this year and this mix? Like people will pass along, and like, you know, I still have a lot of those mixes too. I'll I'll share it with them. So it's 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 a good it's a cool community. And so that's kind of what it came out of that from that time period. And so, but yeah, <clears throat> but. So other than that, that's kind of by my experience when I was 16. And uh, oh, one thing I didn't tell you either. So um, I think I turned. When did I turn 16? So 2001. I turned 16. So um, so the year before that, it was the year 2000. This is where the the world was kind of in a panic because they didn't know the computers were going to shut down itself or they were going to continue to work into the year 2000. Um, because for whatever reason, they thought that once it turns 2000, that everything was shut down, like all the satellites or the power grids or whatnot. And so everyone was in the pack and then everyone was like, is it, is it going to be the end? Everyone was... Most people were panicked, and so about that. But I mean, um, but it was New Year's Eve. I was out with friends, and then I was out with my 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 first girlfriend, and and I didn't I didn't tell them when I was going to be home, so he waited up on me, and then I didn't get home till like two in the morning, and so he still waited up on me, and so like ah, oh, I feel bad, but you know it's just like. That was kind of like the start. I, at age 15, it's kind of like the start of when I I became more social and kind of didn't stay home a lot. And then I didn't really get home till late. And that was kind of like bad on my part because I didn't let dad know. And so, but 
I mean, um, for you, when you get out, does does your mom set a curfew for you or expect you at a at a certain time? Yeah, but I don't know. I'm usually like get home like if it's a weekday, like mm. nine mm. or something. But like, I make it home later if there's a game because I like go out with my friends, mm. and I just tell her like, yo, I might. I don't know what time I'm gonna come home. Like maybe like twelve or one. Yeah. Cause like I'm going out mm. to with my friends after mm. the game. Yeah. So, what are the things you do when you do after the game? Mm, other times I went to Sonic. Yeah. I just sat there. Oh, okay. Then probably just like, I don't know, just hang out. Yeah. Maybe go eat somewhere. Mm. Yeah, mostly. Uh, most of the time, just Sonic. Mm. Just like sit there at the Sonic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like right there, and most of them can't drive yet. Well, they can. They just don't have their car. Yeah. They don't have a car well, that you yeah. they could drive for themselves. I think, in like the group that would go, I think like two of us could drive. Mm-hmm. You know, like me and. You would drive them around. Yeah. Okay. I would drop people off another night, mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone off. Oh. Well, that's part of responsibility too. If you're allowed to drive, you you can expect that your your peers or people in your age group don't have the ability to um, drive for themselves yet. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you may have to they may have to tag along with you for a little bit. So until they can drive on their own. So yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> also, uh, your mom's thinking about selling the Forerunner. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? So happy. Mm. I do not like that car. Mm. It has broke down on me so many times mm. and takes way too much gas. Yeah. Yeah. I put $20 in it and I was like, it didn't mm. even fill up like much. It halfway. barely filled up halfway. Mm. And I was like, what the heck? Mm. So I really want a small car. Yeah. But I also like the big car because I can fit more people. Yeah. And I was looking at like the small cars I wanted, and it's so tight in the back. I'm like, feel bad for the people at the drop off. Yeah. Because then the front person's gonna have to like get out. Because I really don't want a Cor- Cor- Corolla. Oh. You usually get a similar car size, like the Camry, or even like an Accord, because like that's even that's big enough to fit most of your friends. Mm-hmm. That's all. Just like um, they call it a midsize uh, sedan, you know. Cars like mine mm-hmm. and the Corolla, they're called a compact sedan. The ones you want to go for is really the mid-sized sedan. That's just a size up. More size, more room, and whatnot. Because I want a small car because they're cute. Mm. But but you think about people that tag along with you. <laughs> yeah. That's like a lot. You still want the Mini Cooper? Yeah. But Do you I want really the... want the Toyota more. Oh. Okay. You know, but if you had a choice. I was looking at Volkswagens too. Oh. Those are cute. The bugs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little beetle. Oh. Uh, you know, the Mini Coopers come in four doors too, and they have more yeah. room. I think the the bugs does too. The Toyota one does, yeah. and I like it because like, the handle's at the top. Oh, you talk about the, what's it called? Yeah, the CHR. The CHR, yeah. Yeah. 
that's a good compromise in between compact and uh, midsize. Yeah, I was the only one that called. Yeah. So. And mommy said she was going to buy a used one. Because she was like, I'm only going to buy you a new one if like, you do good in school. Mm. Okay. Do you go to school or when you go to college? Like, that's what she meant. Like, when I go to college. Oh. I was like, okay. Because right. in the. Wait, when she buy you your car? The car? Hmm? When she buy the Honda? When did she buy it? Mm-hmm. Like, 2009? Oh. Yeah. So that's kind of like I waited like 10 years to really do anything to it. Because recently I just kind of upgraded upgraded the stereo system and the speakers. But I waited like maybe 10 years <laughs> to do that. So I did it all on my own. So I didn't have to pay anybody for that. So I had experience in doing my own things as far as you know, upgrading things for cars. So, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. All right. Oh, it's like 40 minutes. <laughs> I know I talked for most of it. And, but at the same time, I was um, trying to, trying to point out things from my experience so I could pass on to my sister. Hopefully she, I'm hoping she learned something from it of it and and whatnot so but um yeah other than that um i want to thank my sister again for joining me in this she's growing up she's she doesn't spend a lot of time with me anymore and i feel like i had to tell her like these are the things i had to do to get her to spend time with me Mm. mostly i'm just doing work i know that and i i understand that so but yeah and um um, I've been working with uh, the the people the the company I've been interning for the past three months. They they offered me a job, so. Um, so you work from home. Yeah. So do you work at the library still? Still, oh. because they didn't they didn't specify if my jobs are full time or not. Oh. So I think I'm meeting. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. So yeah, because I've been training and doing something else for the company. So. We'll see what happens, but I hope it goes well. Yeah, so if it becomes full time, then I'm gonna have to put my notice in at the library because I'll have to spend a lot, devote a lot more time to the company I'm with um, online. So, yeah, but other than that, uh, I will talk about that on a, on a solo episode in the career series that I have. So, um as far as updates with my current job. So, but yeah. Other than that, um, thank you again. If you made it this far, I know this is kind of a longer a longer episode than usual. I try to keep things at a very digestible time, like 15 minutes at the least, but I feel as, hey, this is a, this is a conversation that could go longer if needed. So, but um, other than that, uh, as always, if you made it this far into the episode, I thank you. And please feel free to continue along this journey as I uh, post more more episodes in the upcoming weeks. And so I know I've been taking breaks here and there, but I just, I'll I'll try to minimize that. So other than that, we're going to sign off. Me and my sister's going to say bye. 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 Bye.